This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Before I introduce my guest today, I want to invite you to follow the podcast on Telegram. Just search for Mr. Productivity. David Dodd founded and runs a nonprofit dedicated to using public-private partnerships to improve disaster recovery and resilience. His passion is teaching people how to be more resilient, both in their own lives and in their community, state, and nation. David, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Mark. Thanks so much for having me. Now, we're going to talk a lot about resilience, and I'm thinking to myself, this is um, August 14, 2021. And is there something going on in the world we need to be resilient on? I'm thinking, um, oh yeah, something called the pandemic. And, and with, with saying that, I got to imagine that you're probably doing a lot of work helping people deal, uh, being resilient during this very trying time for human beings. Oh, absolutely. And it really brought the whole concept of resilience to the forefront. You know, it, it's somewhat of a buzzword, unfortunately. It means a lot of different things to different people. But, it, you know, in, in its essence, it's the ability to cope with adverse events and, you know, bounce back from those more quickly. And, you know, started with natural disasters and it obviously continues. I just came back from California about three in the morning uh, after being out there uh, helping them develop a resilient strategy for wildfires. Uh, we were just north of Sacramento and the Dixie Fire was breathing down our neck as we were doing this resilience planning. You know, I heard from more than one person, countless people, that when you are faced with an event, whether it's a wildfire or a pandemic, you lose your job, you lose a loved one, whatever the case may be, you have a choice to make. You can either say, woe is me, the world's against me, I'm going to curl up in the fetal position, and I'm going to binge watch Netflix all day, every day, every week for the rest of my life, or I can say, look at how can I take the situation and how can I come out of it stronger? So talk to us about that. That's exactly the choice, Mark. And so many people in this pandemic, you know, suicides have increased by 500%. Wow. You know, mental illness is spiraling out of control because people are looking at this and saying, and especially now, you know, we all thought we were over it. Now they came, came back with the Delta variant and it's worse than ever. And people are going, oh, gosh, what's the use of even you know, even going on. And there is always a purpose that, that someone can find for continuing to try and continuing to live their life. And resilience, I've worked in resilience since Hurricane Katrina, 16 years. And resilience really starts with the individual. It really starts with people individually deciding, I'm not going to let this break me. I'm not going to let this tear me apart. Or keep me down. I'm going to get back up off the floor. We've all been on the floor. You know, anyone that's lived as an adult has been on the floor. Get up. You know, I'm going to get off the floor. I'm going to find something that I have passion for. And I'm going to develop a strategy to use that to make, you know, my community better. Make me better. Starts with the individual. Or make the world better if you want. So it's not complicated. But it certainly requires thinking about what can I do to, first of all, take care of myself. That's first and foremost. Secondly, how can, if I can, can determine how to take care of myself, how can I take care of my friends and family? How can I take care of my neighborhood? How can I help my community? 
And that's a sense of purpose, Mark, and so many people in this pandemic. And I wrote an article for Yahoo Finance, and the, and the title of the article was "Pandemic uh, the Natural Disasters Could Care Less About COVID-19. We've had a record number of natural disasters in 2020. The focus was all on COVID, and it should be. But that did not prevent fires, earthquakes, uh, volcanoes, uh, hurricanes and typhoons, uh, flooding all over the world, flooding in Europe like they'd never seen. So these things are not going to go away. And what we have to do is we have to determine, okay, number one, we're going we're gonna to get through this, okay? That's number one. I, as an individual, I'm going to get through this. And how am I going to do that? And it's not rocket science. It's really, it's really taking simple steps. Mm. I agree with 100%. One of my favorite quotes is by Kathy Lee Gifford. She says, if you have a pulse, you have a purpose, which means if you're still alive, if you're able to listen to this podcast, you are here for a reason. And I'm pretty sure, now I'm a Christian, you don't have to be a Christian, but I believe everyone's put here for a reason. Nobody's an accident. Everyone has a job to do on this planet. I didn't find out what mine is. I'm 56 years young until I was like, until I got fired from my job in corporate America in 2005. So everyone's got a reason to be here. So no one is a waste of space. I don't believe in waste human beings, but I want people to understand what she said. If you have a pulse, you have a purpose. That's exactly, exactly right. And I come from a perspective of someone who's had two near-death, life-changing experiences, extreme trauma. I had a horrific automobile accident in 1994. I, I broke 17 bones. I lost six pints of blood. I flatlined in the ambulance. They told my family I would I would not make it through the night. I was in a coma for three days. I came out of that and they said, well, your your left pelvis is completely crushed. You're never going to walk again. Three months later, I walked out of the hospital. Now, that's not that's not me being superhuman. I, I Listen, there's no one with more, more flaws than, than David Dodd. But there was a mindset that I chose. And we all have a choice, Mark. I chose the mindset that, okay, this happened to me for a reason. And I'm going to find out what the reason is. And I'm going to dedicate myself to fulfilling that, 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 and, 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 and becoming a better person, doing more to try to help my community. And out of that, uh, I had the, the most amazing, uh, experiences that the next five to seven years were the best of my entire life. Uh, and that was dealing with the ongoing physical effects of that, of that horrific accident. And then flash forward almost 25 years to the day. So the wreck happened in December of 1994. In September of 2019, I'm doing disaster recovery work. You know, it's what I do, recovering resilience, in Puerto Rico. And this is not indicative to Puerto Rico. I want everyone to know that. But I contracted through a cut in my foot, a, a rare, I was the seventh case ever reported, and deadly flesh-eating bacteria. Oh 30 hours later... I was on the operating table in uh, back home in New Orleans, having my left re leg removed to save my life. Oh wow! So, so I came out of that, uh, and because of the experience I'd had before, it didn't take me any time. I came out of that, and I knew I was already involved in in doing disaster recovery and resilience. I knew that's why I was left here. And since then, I've had the most amazing year and a half of my entire adult life. 
And again, it has nothing to do with, you know, me being superhuman. I Believe me, everyone that knows me knows I have plenty of flaws, okay? It's about having a sense of purpose and saying, as Kevin Lee Gifford did, I have a pulse. I then, Therefore, I have a purpose. And there are five really simple steps that anyone can take when they're when they're knocked down, when they have trauma in their life. And it doesn't have to be an accident or, you know, contracting a, a bacteria. It could be anything that any adverse circumstances, whether it's divorce or whether it's or whether it's financial. A lot of people have been through financial trauma. And so, uh, you know, understanding those things and and understanding that the, the only way to productively uh, uh, keep yourself uh, relevant is to act, is to take action. So those five steps are they're universal. They apply to everyone. Does your to-do list have you overwhelmed? When you join my digital productivity coaching program, you'll learn how to get and stay focused, become untangled from the chaos of your to-do list, experience less overwhelm, and have time to do what you really want to do. Sign up today by clicking the coaching tab at mrproductivity.com. So what are these five steps? Because now I, I have pen in hand. I'm at the edge of my seat. I know the listener as well. They're like, okay, David. <laughs> What are these five? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're really they're really simple. And and the, the first is one that I think the one that surprises people for, uh, most is the first one, uh, because it doesn't sound like well, why would I want to learn something? It goes back to to uh, King Arthur in the movie Camelot, and King Arthur had found out that Guinevere and and Lancelot were you know were in love with each other. His whole world was was crashing down around him. And he went to Merlin. He said, what do I do? And Merlin said, when you're down and you feel like the world is crashing down upon you, learn something. Learn something. So that's the number one step, believe it or not, is learn something. Do something proactive to enhance your knowledge. And in the process you invariably will find the things that you're interested in because you go seeking information. And for goodness sakes, there's no excuse for anyone now. We have the whole, you know, everything that's ever been uh, learned by man at our fingertips. If we go to the right place, now that's important, right? But but you know, pick up a pick up a book, go go online and start googling something that you're passionate about, because that will automatically and it's I, I I can tell you because I've done it that will automatically change your your outlook and you start absorbing because why mark because you're you're uh, into something besides yourself you're focused on something besides your own misery and once you start to do that and you start to feel better then you're going to start to realize the things that you're really interested in that maybe you have passion for Versus the ones that, you know, maybe you're mildly interested or you think that's something that, you know, could be could be done. But the things that really give you passion, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be disaster recovery. It could be photography. You know, it could be flower arranging. I mean, we all have a purpose and no one purpose is better than than another as long as that's productive. Right. They're destructive purposes. Well, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about. Whatever that is that you have passion for, go after it. 
go after it. So when you when you when you start to learn, then you can start to develop a set of principles around the things that you're passionate about. You know, and everything that we do in humankind has principles, has uh, rules of the road, things that you can do to make that particular area better for you and for the people around you, whatever that is. So there's 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 learning, gaining knowledge. There's developing a set of principles. And once you develop those principles, then you go, okay. I understand what I what I would like to do. I understand the things that that you know are necessary to be able to do that. If it's photography, you want to take photography lessons. You want to get a good camera, right? And photography can change people's lives. The beauty of a photo can change someone's life. So th- then, what what do you do? Well, then you have to have a strategy. You have to have something that you put out in front of you to say, that's a, a, a marker in the road. This is what I need to do, you know, within the next 30 to, to 90 days. Here, and, and, you know, you don't have to hem yourself in and say, i got to do this in a week or I'm going to give up. No, 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 no. I'm going to do it at the pace that I can do it, okay? We all are human. We all have limitations. Don't be too hard on yourself. Just say, look, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to set some milestones along the way. So I'm going to finish my photography class. I'm going to buy a you know fancy you know a digital camera, uh, or maybe I'm going to buy a phone that has a fantastic camera. And the types of photos that I'm going to focus on and what I really love are nature-based photos. You know, I go out in nature and take photos. Those are all strategies. And okay, maybe somebody's interested in those, and maybe I can sell them online, or maybe. I just want to give them away to people that I care about. Or I want to send them to people that themselves have had trauma to help them. Okay. And so there are two other, the, the, the two final steps are real simple because once you have the strategies, then you are automatically going to take action, right? If you know what you want to do and you have developed some passion for it, then you are going to take action. So that's, and that's the most important of all. And, uh, you know, everyone knows that you can sit and plan and dream all day. But if you don't act, if you don't go out and do those things, then nothing's going to happen. But but action and then the most satisfying part is the results, seeing the results. So when when this happened to me and I lost my leg, I was already involved with my nonprofit with another uh, with a group of, of nonprofit organizations all who do public-private partnerships, but in different areas. So there are eight of us who are affiliated with the United Nations Economic Commission for Europe. They have this International Center for Public-Private Partnerships. Why in the world we want to affiliate with the UN? Because they have these wonderful goals, the 17 Sustainable Development Goals, that you know are designed to make the world a better place. So all of these entities are independent. And I said, hey, guys, let's all come together. Let's work together. Let's not work in our silos. Let's let's leverage each other. So they all came to New Orleans. Uh, in this this again happened to me in September. We started planning it when I was still in the hospital. They all came to New Orleans. I was wheeling around like a hot rod in my wheelchair, and and we had people from all over the world, and they were learning about what Louisiana does to be resilient, and then they were teaching Louisiana about their specific areas, whether it's water and sanitation or transportation or you know all of the things that they do. It was fantastic. And so I came out of that uh, on, on March the, the 6th going, wow, this is great. And then, boom, what happened the next week? 
lockdown. So, so what, what do we, oh my gosh, I've done all this stuff. I have all this momentum and now it's just stopped. Well, what am I going to do? Well, what I decided to do was, okay, we have a pandemic. We have a new reality. What's it going to take to adjust to this new reality? Not the economic damage that, you know, governments were already focusing on that, but what investments do we need to make in infrastructure and systems in all of the various components of an economy to make, to make this transition. And so it was everything from, you know, looking at the supply chains and, and, you know, they're global, they're spread all over the world. How do we better manage that all, all the way to, you know, what about spacing out kids in school, you know, which is an issue. What new, what new equipment are we going to need? What new facilities are we going to need? All of those things. So then I was, you know, again, uh, uh, please, audience, understand I'm not Superman. Mark's looking at me. He can see I'm not Superman. Um, I've got a tie on that's un- with a shirt unbuttoned because I, I was in a meeting and I just I was going to take the tie off and I said no, I'm just going to leave it on, you know. But but the point in, in telling you all that, Mark, is that that this is something that all of us can do. All of us can do this, and we don't have to do it once and then set it and then you know no no. We can do this on a regular basis, and if something changes, we can adapt to that change. I, I agree, and that's what I agree. Yeah, couple yeah, couple absolutely. things because I didn't want to stop you there because sure. you were on a roll, and I did not want to stop you. So, number one, uh, this whole COVID thing, a lot of people are doing extremely well during COVID. Uh, they're making money because they pivoted. COVID will eventually go away. We'll eventually stop wearing masks. I don't know if that's six months or six years. I have no idea. But we came out of the 1918 flu. We will get over this. And if you keep that thought in your mind that eventually we'll get over this, you'll be much better. Second thing is, uh, I once heard Tony Robbins say, life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. And I remember I had to hear that about 30 times before I really understood what he was saying. The world's not out to get you. Okay, the world is not out to get you. The world is happening for you. The world says, okay, here's your day, and you could do what you want with it. And the third thing, and then you can comment on these, is I remember when President Ronald Reagan was shot. When he was going into the operating room, he he told his wife, Nancy, I'll see you on the other side. He had a positive attitude that he was going to return. And I, I recommend to anyone, I'm probably sure you do, if you're going into some surgery, don't say, oh, man, I hope I come out of this. Say, OK, when I come out of this, it's just it's the same words, but you're using it a different vernacular. So do you have anything to say about the covid or life happens for you or Reagan being shot that you want to share with us? Hey, you listening to the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Stuchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter, and you can sign up right now by going to mrproductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Well, it's so interesting you mentioned Tony Robbins. Tony happens to be a friend of mine. I met Tony. I wrote him a letter after the accident. So go back to go back to all the way back to uh, uh, 1989 
I had been through a horrible divorce. I lost everything I had. I was living in an efficiency apartment and it was not uncommon to see a homeless person uh, sleeping out in the hall in, in, in front of my, in front of my little, uh, efficiency. You know what efficiency is, right? I do not. You know, it's 20 by 40. It's oh. it, an efficiency. Yeah. Apartments 20 by 40. That's oh. it. So, so my brother bought, bought me a set of tapes and it was Tony. And so I, I wrote down in the middle of this, Really talk about trauma, you know, everything's gone. And so I got, I'm starting over. So I wrote down these goals and they were audacious. No one, you know, they weren't, they weren't believable to anyone but me. And and I met all of them within five years. And then 1989, 1994. So I'm flying high. Everything's going great. And then I have this wreck. So, so I come out of that. And the thing, the first thing that I thought, Mark, and this is absolutely a fact. The first thing I thought when I woke out of that coma and my family was around me and they said, you've been broken up pretty badly, but you're okay. First thing my mom said is your body's been broken up, but David is okay. And the first thing that came into my mind is that one of the first things I ever heard from Tony. And he said, everything you have to have the attitude that everything in life happens for a reason and a purpose. And it serves me. And that last part is the, is the part that I pray everyone listening understands Okay, things that things happen every day that aren't fair, that aren't right. Things happen to people that are good people that there's no explanation for. But if you take the attitude that no matter what happens to me, I'm going to I'm going to use that as as a motivation to take action. It happened to me. It happened for a reason and and a purpose, and it serves me. And for me, that is the genesis of resilience. Because, you know, they came out with this UN climate report on uh, all these scientists, like 100,000 scientists, came out with, with this uh, climate report on Monday. And it was devastating. And they, what they said was that even our worst predictions are being overcome. And I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a confessing to you, Mark. I'm a, I'm a news junkie. So I actually have the news on in the TV behind, behind my laptop. And they're talking about horrendous floods in Turkey. And then they're talking about fires in Lebanon. I mean, this is this is like the, you know, couplet uh, uh, happening, you know, apocalypse, you know, happening. But but what we have to focus on is how do we adapt? Because we as human beings have a remarkable capacity to adapt as again, as society, but as an individual and society is made up of individuals. Yeah. So if you're out there and all this stuff is happening to you and you're seeing all this and you're becoming depressed, don't be depressed. Go out and learn something. You know, I think that was so powerful, that, that first step there, learn something. Because when you go learn something, like you said, it takes your mind off your situation. And I'm a big fan of reading. When I found that successful people, Mark Cuban, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, you name it, they're avid readers. And then one day it hit me. I don't remember how long ago it was. I'm like, wait a minute. So I look at all these people, they're billionaires, and they prioritize reading. And all these other people are living paycheck to paycheck. If they have a book in their house, it's it's a miracle. They never read a book. And I'm like, isn't that interesting? The successful people prioritize learning the unsuccessful people. And I'm not, 
I'm not putting people down. I'm saying you're not reaching your next goal because you're not reading. I'm re-listening to Grant Cardone's 10X rule. I've listened to it three times. I've read it once. And he talks about we need to bring, we need to create big goals. So he's a big fan of 10X. So if you say, well, I hope I make $100,000 next year, make it a million. Because I love how he says, would you rather fall short of a million-dollar goal or a $100,000 goal? And, of course, everyone says the million-dollar goal. And I, I just I just don't want people to miss what you said when you are knocked down. Go learn something. Go. It doesn't matter what you're learning. It's not the topic. It's to take your mind off of being knocked down. And if you get – listener, if you get nothing else out of this episode with David, if you say, I don't understand, just go learn something it'll fundamentally change your life. It, it certainly has mine. And, and, and through not one, but several real life traumas. You know, when I, when, I was, when I was in between the two life-changing events, I lost everything in a development deal that went bad in Arizona. I lost everything I had. I had my electricity turned off three times. But what I did is I said, okay, I'm going to to take this experience and I'm going to learn uh, learn so that I don't repeat the same mistake. But in that process, I learned about, and of course, you know, coming from New Orleans, but in the middle of all that, I lost everything I had in early 19, uh, uh, I mean, 2005. In, in late 2005, guess what happened? Katrina. And I had been, I had already been looking at, uh, disaster recovery and disaster. And I'm an economics guy, right? I'm an economic developer. So I look through it through that lens. So I was automatically asked to put together a summit, uh, which I'd never done before in Washington to try to help develop an, an economic recovery plan for Katrina. And it was successful. And I'm saying this Mark, because again, this isn't, this isn't dumb luck. You know, these are deliberate steps. And if you take those steps and you are so, so right, begin with learning, begin with just something you've been thinking about. Go look it up. Google it. Google it and find a credible source and we'll learn about it. It it will change your life. It's changed mine. I can tell you. In this age, August 2021. If you are not learning something, that's your fault. I mean, the information's out there. Whether you get a library, you can get books, you can e-books, you can go to webinars. If you are not learning, you no longer have an excuse. I don't have a ride to the library. I can't buy books. There is literally no excuse anymore. You can be a paraplegic. I mean, there's that guy, Nick, um, I can't say his last name, Santa. You know, he's a guy who got no arms, no legs. He's out there climbing mountains. He's wrestling. And whenever I start feeling, woe is me, I think of him and like, he said, look at world. I'm not having any excuses. I'm going to conquer you. But most people who have both arms and both legs go, oh, I could never play sports. I could never go for the Olympics. I could never be a speaker. It's like, you're telling yourself that the world's not telling you that if anything, the world wants to hear your message. So we got to get out of our own way. And I, I think that what you talked about in the show today, the five steps you gave us absolutely key. So do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up today? Again, look at your circumstances, not as blockages, look at them as lessons that you can learn and you can, you can go beyond where you are. It is possible. Absolutely.
take it from a guy who's rolling around and having a great time and enjoying everything in life and then some with one leg. Believe me, it is absolutely possible. Just take those steps. Just don't give up, Mark. Whatever you do, don't give up. Well, David, where can people go find out more about you and the dent you're putting in the universe? My uh, my organization's website says a lot about what we're what we do, and I have a wonderful team. And it's real simple. It's www.isrc-ppp.org. So that's ISRC, International Sustainable Resilience Center, dash PPP, Public Private Partnerships, dot org. And I'm also writing a book, which will be published in October. Uh, and the title of the book is No Fate. All right. No fate. Create your own destiny. Now, if you, There's no if you fate. Get his website. Fear not. It's in the show notes. So don't worry about it. Just go to the show notes, click the link. It'll take you to the website. Not a problem. David, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's an absolute thrill having you here. Thank you, Mark. I, I truly enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stucheski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up, absolutely free. Just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.